we're here. Are we here? Oh, we're here. Oh, hey. oh we're here. Oh, oh we're here. Yes. We made it again. <laughs> we're here. Welcome. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Is this Piper's Pit, the barbershop, uh, what a brother loves, whatever it was. <laughs> and I think this is going to be a new thing per Hoagie the Bull of 30. It's time. It's dudes and belts time. And it's little oh, Timmy, Timmy time. Timmy made it time. It's Timmy made it time. I want to get him a Vader costume for Halloween so bad, and I can wear a suit and go as Harley Race. Please be Vader. (laughs) Timmy's in the chat. Please be Vader for Halloween this year. Please, guys. You have to do that. You have to do that for us, man. All right, who do we got? We got Mike's detailing. We got Hoagie the Bowler. We got the boys. I didn't want my my, my little dude to go as uh, Little Mario this year, Chase Little Mushroom. I wanted to go as Bowser, and Mama was going to go as Princess Peach. Nice. Go around the neighborhood trick or treating. <laughs> we did that with the family a few years ago when Brianna was just born. It was she was like four months old. We dressed her like Peach. I was Luigi. Nice. Dominic was Mario. That's Melissa cool. was Melissa dressed up like Toad. She went and found <laughs> she, she went and found like one of those white chef's hats that like Wicked Puppy mm-hmm. got like red felt pieces and put like pepperonis all over it so it looked like Toad. That's awesome. <laughs> got so much candy, so much candy. Because <laughs> if you're a parent, you can carry around a trick or treat bag like that. Because A, we yeah. had a little baby, and B, we were dressed up. We got double the candy we would have got if it was just the kids. Super pissing. Yeah. How are we doing, folks? Hope you all had a fantastic week. Hope you're safe. We're a little bit short-handed tonight, as you can see. But as always, like we do every time we get through it. We do. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start with the intro, and then we'll kind of talk about what's going on next week. And all that good, fun stuff. I've had to make some last-second decisions, but I think we're all going to be happy with the decisions and the uh, stream that's going to happen next week. So, without further ado... Oh, yeah, shit. Before we do the int- intros, Rio's bowling scores, because we really didn't do them last week. Oh, that's true. We did make guesses. I think Three, we, before we started, we yeah. made guesses. Th- 342. I think I went the lower. I think I went like 312 again. I'm sticking with that. You got to stick with that? I'm sticking with that. He had a rough night tonight. I'm going 296. He has been bowling good the last couple of weeks. He had been coming and saying he's been bowling good. Yeah. Law of Averages says that Academy kicked his ass tonight. I'm going 296. <laughs> And he already bowled oh. this morning. Oh. He already this morning, too. That's yep. true. That's true. They bowled the outrun. The, and, and he threw a triple strike today at some point in time oh. during the day. He won the uh, triple strike pool for the outrun the Cubs. So, good job, eyes. Oh, great. He's going to be fucking. That means he hit the head pin three times that in the That means he's going to come on being the million-dollar man tonight. Literally, he's going yes. full Ted DiBiase tonight. So. <laughs> How much do you want to bet he's going to be flaking the money at the camera tonight? Oh, <laughs> I got to figure out the copyright the copyright regulations. I can get the million dollar man laugh when he pops on, <laughs> and I'll put it in the video. <laughs> All right, let's get with the intro. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Death Drop Channel and the Rocky Mountain Pro Stream Team proudly brings to you the single greatest 
Wrestling Chat Cast of the World. It is your boy, Johnny D Squared, Johnny Death Drop, the host. And she leaves the room. The host of the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chat Cast. On the left, we have our Maynard. The co-host of Rip and the Rack podcast and the inventor of the lighthouse grading system, the one and only Coastal Crusader Brian Athern. It is the superior grading system. Screw your stars, Dave Belzer. How's everyone doing? Hope everyone had a good week. <laughs> <laughs> On the right, we have our resident mass hole himself. No. The one, the only, Marky flipping pins, baby. You said it so wrong. It's Marky pins, dude. Where's the R in there? There's no R I'm in too there for you, no. dumbass. It's Shut been up. a long ass day, but that's all right. We'll get through check. This has been the longest week in the year. <laughs> it really yeah, has. So far. So yeah, far. I think it's only going to continue next week. And do you think we're going to be talking about the Sunday Night Savior? But he is not going to be here today. No. Nope. I think it's the first one that he's ever missed. I think so. The Sunday Night Savior is off tonight due to personal reasons. We gave him the week off, as always. Uh, circumstances beyond our control. That's exactly. That's a popular ism in wrestling right now. One of the things that you see when you go down and you look at descriptions, it says cod subject to change. Yes. So yeah, things do happen at the last moment. This card has been subject to change quite a bit over the past month, but it's due to personal reasons. So, week off for Sunday Night Savior. As far as I know, he will be back next week. Um, but we'll see what happens there. And But yes, of course, we will still have the one and only Infinite Indian Inspiration Triple I on with us later on in the show. And I only promise cause... he'll be in next week's video. Like... <laughs> We're letting him back only because he didn't scare Bud off the show last week. If he scared Bud off the show, then he wasn't coming back. <laughs> and this, my friends, is the crew of the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Checkcast, baby. And no, we're not doing the song. Yes. No, I'm at home tonight, so it's uh, I can't be yelling that loud. <laughs> <laughs> And Usually I'm in the bowling alley. There's not a soul there. I can scream as loud as I want, but not tonight. And as always, folks, for those of you listening and watching us all over the world, if you're just not fucking down with that, we got a few words for you. It's still real to us, damn it. So suck it. And when I mean all over the world, folks, literally all over the world, we just added a couple countries onto our our uh, listening average for the analytics over the past week. So, tell your friends, have them tell their friends, listen to us. Exactly, we're it's growing. Such good shit. We're growing worldwide, baby. Titus, worldwide, worldwide. All right. So, I wonder if Dana Brooke regrets that. I'm sure she does. <laughs> well, it was only for a cup of coffee. Yeah. All right, folks. As you know, actually, before I even get, get into that, 
For those of you who are watching and for those of you who are listening, especially the ones who are listening, because our YouTube channel, the Giant Death Drop YouTube channel, has been now on a consistent basis with at least one, sometimes two videos a week now. YouTube channel starting to get more active again. Our boy over here, Coastal Crusader, has been working very hard making these new dudes and belts YouTube videos. He will be doing some gaming videos if I ever decide to give him any that's worthy. Oh, oh, not last night when I was on. Oh, God. <laughs> go watch that. If you want to see how not to play Apex, go watch that. And it's a great one. At one point, Johnny just takes me to the range for instruction. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, because because he was running around and he was like, I can't find any ammo. I'm like, well, what do you have? He goes, I have a... Um, I have the purple one. The purple the one, one the purple and one. the green one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> we're we're going to have to fix this. And, and, and folks, I, I beat Dark Souls. I can play Dark Souls. <laughs> I can't play Apex. So, yes... All you listeners out there and all you guys watching, please go over to the YouTube channel. Our recent video has just been posted, what, yesterday, I believe it was posted? It was us and uh, our introduction to Bud Bellflower, our wonderful guest, yes. who I thought was a really cool dude. Very. And, then, and then I got to see one of the charged on YouTube of him uh, when there's the debut of the Three Ring Circus. That's a cool gimmick. I like and he pulls it off very well. He's got the little bolo hat, the little <laughs> suspenders and the bow tie and the mustache. Like he he kind of looks like Snidely Whiplash for those that used to watch Hanna Barbera back in yeah. the day. <laughs> yeah. So the new YouTube video is up for this week. There will there might be one more from that show. If not, there will be definitely one from this show as we are trying to be consistent with the YouTube channel. Please go over, check it out, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and leave a comment. Let us know how we're doing. More importantly, let us know how Brian's doing, because he's the one yeah. that's really taking the reins of the channel. So let him know. And remember, folks, the more likes, the more comments we get, the more the YouTube algorithm kicks in, and we start getting shown more around YouTube for our content. Then, so very important. They, they want more content, and then we make them more content. Because Correct. Because we are able to make them more content. That's how it works, folks. So go check out the YouTube channel. Like it. Subscribe it. We plan on doing at least one, one to two videos a week on that channel. Mainly for dudes and belts, but there will also be some gaming streams and gaming videos from time to time there as well. Obviously, we're putting a little bit more effort into the dudes and belts because the dudes and belts is our bread and butter of the channel. Now, on with next Sunday. And it's important for all you guys that are listening. Next Sunday, we have our American Red Cross charity stream. Announced it last week. Still working out, you know, what we're doing. As of right now, from what I can tell you, is that we're going to start at noontime. We're going to end at midnight. It might go a little over. It might go a little less. It depends. Um, we do have the CEO of Rocky Mountain Pro on with us. 
next week as well for the do's and belts portion of it. The first seven or eight hours is the one is the area that I'm trying to divvy everything up and what we're gonna do. I'll probably just shoot the shit with you guys for about a half hour show when we first go live. And then what I think we're gonna do is I think we're gonna start off the gaming portion portion of it with a little bit of Fall Guys. That nice little kid game or easy game to kind of get ourselves. Party game. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's what I meant to say. Party game. We're going to have some fun with that. We'll try and get these guys on board as well. Um, well, not all party games are kid games. Mario Party can get real brutal real quick. <laughs> Fall Guys apparently can too because Timmy the Tap Man couldn't get a win for the first, I don't know, fucking month and a half that it was <laughs> that it was live. Um, so I shouldn't say kid's game. Party game is, is, is the best term for it. Um, we're going to start off with Fall Guys. That portion is going to be very entertaining. You can't get mad if you get eliminated or anything. It's just fucking... It, it's pure luck and fucking... It's hysterical what what the content could come from that. Um, sure. So, yeah, we're going to start, we'll start off with Fall Guys. And then this is the troubling part because I don't know. It depends on who's going to be available, who's not going to be available. It's looking like, as of right now, we're going to play Apex for a couple hours with... Coastal, possibly Sunday. We might get Dominic on too. Marky, your son. He'll be home. Um, And we'll try and get like a little group together. We'll see who's going going to be available in the Death Drop Army and who wants to join. We're not going to make it subscriber only, obviously. We're going to allow everybody. It's a charity stream. But there will be a cutoff for those people who end up coming in late or if the line is too long. Hoagie the Bull said he'll play some Apex, so we'll have, we'll add Hoagie in there as well. Um, I did play with Hoagie at Warzone a couple weeks ago, so he's he's willing to come on. Um, yeah, we'll, we're going to try and do some wages too during this whole entire thing. I'm thinking, because of the charity stream, I'm thinking... We will probably do like a five bucks a win thing. If somebody wins a game of Fall Guys or if our squad can get a win in Apex, we all donate five bucks into charity as we go. Yeah. A little more, a little less. Track a dumb score if he's playing with you. And, yeah. and, and you can luck into a win because I did last night on Apex before I started yeah. playing <laughs> Johnny D squared. I lucked into a win. Two guys carried my big ass to the finish line. <laughs> so we'll try and get a little bit of a wager thing going during the course of the stream as well, just so that we can make sure that we make sure that we take full advantage of this charity stream and be able to really give back to the cause. Let's talk a little bit about the cause. Um, because it's very important what we're doing. What we're doing is the American Red Cross reached out. The beginning of the month asked us if we want to do this. I absolutely 100% said yes. This charity is a part of their Mission Red campaign. It is a campaign to help raise money for testing supplies. Um, you know, the, the syringes that they use to... 
retract blood, the testing kits to figure out what type of blood you are, and just overall between the beds, the blankets, the um, medical supplies, the site itself, the trucks, the gas, everything. What we're trying to do is we're trying to raise... It's 3000 in the Tiltify, but we want to really try to get to 4000 Because if we can get to 4000 that covers everything. That basically covers an entire testing site at a location. So that's the goal for this stream. That's what we're going to try and, you know, shoot. Again, we're going to have the CEO of Rocky Mountain Pro on with us as well. He said that he's going to do whatever he can to help us out with the stream as well and his community. So we're hoping for a good turnout. We're hoping to be able to reach our goal. If we make this goal, I mean, I, I might be beside myself. <laughs> I, 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 I won't have any words. Um, but that is the it's goal. Be great content, too. So oh, it really is. It, yeah. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, folks. And for all you listeners out there, and I've been contemplating this because there's going to be a lot going on. I have decided that we will be recording next week's episode of the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chatcast. So there will be a pause before the dudes and belts go on when we're getting everything set up and everything like that. We're going to make it so that we can get everybody in place. We can record and basically pick up where we left off, but as we're doing it right now. So that that's going to be something I'm going to be working on over the week for timing and everything. Um... Yeah, so we didn't want you listeners to really miss out. And for all you guys listening, if you want to donate, please come by the Twitch channel. The Tiltify is open. You can donate whenever you want. It'll be it's it's actually up right now if you want to come by during the week this week. Stop by the channel, donate. Um be very much appreciated. Um, it's going towards a good cause, the American Red Cross. I mean, they're, they're there when everybody needs them. And they're a big part of, they're really a big part of the American culture. This is, the American Red Cross is what America is all about. (coughs) So, it's a big deal for us. We did a small one last year. We want to try and make this one ten times bigger than it was last year. So, let's make it happen, folks. Let's do it. Um, Hoagie said he'd wager his world tickets while we're doing uh, the stream. No, that kind of defies purpose, bud. Yeah. <laughs> um, did I miss Well, there's anything? our cheaper. <laughs> I think there's true. only two bucks. That's true. Did I miss anything? I remember when they were 10. I don't think I missed anything. No, I think you got it all. And I'm sure there'll be some breaks and, you know, pauses in the action during the during the course of a 12-hour stream. I mean, I can't sit here for 12 hours nonstop and be able to gotta put on a show. You so. got to eat and take a leak at some point in yeah, time. So. So, yeah, 
you know, do the coffee, drink coffee, do the things, all that fun stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm also thinking that before the dudes and belts, maybe maybe we'll watch a wrestling match if we have time. Yeah. Um, as long as it's obviously DMCA friendly, maybe we'll watch a Rocky Mountain Pro pay per view or a show beforehand, mm-hmm. just to get them even more involved. Hey, we'll see. Um. But that's the ideal plan right now. Sweet. As far as the show tonight, we will be getting back to our Monday Night Wars talk for, again, one week. (laughs) 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 And we will be talking about the icon, the franchise Sting, and what he meant to the Monday Night Wars. Basically, last Monday Night Wars for a couple weeks. We got the Rumble coming up on the thirty first. Ah, shit, that's right. We do got the watch along. So that that was the reason why I wanted to record next week because the Royal Rumble we will not be recording because we will be doing our exclusive Twitch watch along. So that's why we are recording the charity stream. Um. Yeah. So again. We did this at the beginning of the episode with The Rock. Uh, we are going to be going to be doing a segment called The Week in Review. And there has been some news this week, mainly on the WWE side as it pertains to WrestleMania. There was an announcement and a sudden change in everything, too. So this year in the this year's WrestleMania is going to be in Tampa Bay this year like it was supposed to be last year. They changed that to this year. Next year it is going to be in Dallas, Texas in 2022 and the year after that it's going to be in LA for the WrestleMania Hollywood edition. What do you think about that one, guys? Bang, bang, bang. We we typically only get next year's WrestleMania. Now now we got the next three this year and the next two years. I like it because I can plan. Like I was telling you guys, I want to go to the one in Dallas because I think that's going to be the first return to normal WrestleMania or more, a more normal. Like you're going to be able to have a bigger crowd. Um. I think it's interesting that they didn't do the next four because the fourth one is WrestleMania 40. So where are they going to have 40? And I think that all depends on the... I think they should have gone through. It's weird you stop on 39 unless you're planning something really big for 40 and you don't know what it's going to be. I think you're right about that. I think they're planning something for 40. That That's a milestone mania. I don't know if Vince has the 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 beans for lack of a better term to try and do it in the Tokyo Dome <laughs> Wrestlemania in the Tokyo Dome Dave Meltzer wouldn't know what to do where do you have Wrestlemania for he, he, that was going to be the question I was going to ask you guys do you have any specific places where you think there would be a England. Wrestlemania 40 England do you really think I, you're going to go across I the pond for that City. I think they do it at the MetLife Arena again and even if they waited till the end of April I think it happens in New York City if Vince is still here, if Vince is still yeah. here, if Triple H is still here, 
it has a very good possibility of happening in the Tokyo Dome. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a whole different card than what everyone's thinking. Right. I think there'd be two WrestleManias. I think it'd be different. I, I don't know if you can have regular WrestleMania itself in Japan. I think it would be yeah. some kind of repeat or return mania. Or you have NXT over in the Tokyo Dome. That makes more sense. I like yeah. that. I like that. But regardless, I oh, God... Where do you have WrestleMania 40 that can Vegas, have the biggest? In that brand oh, new yes. Raider Stadium. That's a great idea. Hey, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you put it in Well, they're City, having a um, brand new Raider Stadium. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty. Aren't they having the one in LA at the new uh, new Charger Stadium? Yeah, SoFi. That's yeah. where that one's going to be. That's a weird WrestleMania, though, because it, you got to really plan the card out different because you're starting at, you know, probably 6 o'clock Eastern. That's 3 in the afternoon in the West Coast. You don't want Taker coming out when the lights are bright or uh, Bray Wyatt. You're saying that Taker's, gonna, uh, Taker's not no, going to no, be I, that it, one. It's an example. No, okay, it's an okay, example. okay, okay, okay. No, you're right. Like, it was yeah. weird when it was in San Francisco that Randy Orton-Seth Rollins match where he went for that, you know, that curb stomp. He popped him up and yeah. gave him a second-floor RKO. It's weird seeing outside matches in the daytime. It, it, it reminded me of the first little... Hog Wild in Sturgis. Like, it just looked weird seeing the Steiners wrestle in the daytime. I mean, of and course, we'd all not... watch it. Yeah. And we'd all, oh, yeah. you know, we'd all deal with, you know, but it's just, you're right, though. You, you have to start a paper. Even it reminded out there, me of the last pay-per-view or, or, or the last WrestleMania in fucking Las Vegas. Yeah, but you know what? Nine is campy, and nine may be a weird WrestleMania, but it, it's it's still decent. Jim Ross does that WrestleMania. Yeah. He's part of that, and uh, I don't know if Shivani is or not, but that's the one, like, the season so. Palace No, one. he wasn't. No, Bobby the Brain. Yeah. Bobby the Brain yeah. was. Yeah, him and Brain were bouncing off that each was other right all night. Before, that was right before Bobby left. I think that was the last one. Yeah, that was. I think that was the last one he did. Shadow Storm Clan Four AO. It is North Gen. Hello. Thank you for the follow. North Gen Talent Wrestling. I'm assuming that's who you are. Greatly appreciate the another follow from another account. (laughs) Uh, Jackie Boy. Damn, Saints are losing. I don't think we Shit. got the football games off. Oh, wait. The Saints are playing the Bucks, right? Correct? Yes, they were. Yeah. Yeah. It is my Fortnite clan. Okay. Oh, if the Saints are losing, that means Brady's going to be fucking yeah, possibly want, going to the AFC championship. I wanted the Saints to lose today, like 28 to like 3. You wanted the Saints to lose? Uh, not not the, the Bucks. You mean to the Bucks? Rather. I wanted the Bucks to lose like twenty eight to three. Wow, you were so hard on Brady ever since you left, huh? No. Yes. Hard <laughs> a little, a little. Please do not ban me. Got some questions. I don't think we banned you anyway, North Gen. I don't, I don't think we've ever banned your uh, no your uh, channel or name. Likes the wicked rapid fire questions though before we oh, answer. Oh well, I mean, hey, North Gen. I mean, it's not. It's not a problem. No, 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 like, no, no, no. Actually, North Gen, this is the perfect time for you to uh, rapid fire those questions because we are talking about the current events. So, let us know. Um, I kind of want to get your opinion, Mark, on the whole Shinsuke 
Nakamura. Little push that's going on right now. I'm extremely happy to see a guy like Shinsuke calling out the champion's name. I am happy that Cesaro also came out of his mouth. I'm happy that these guys that we might have wanted them to get pushes a little long ago, which kind of got the baby push. You know, they made them the tag team champions and the intercontinental champion. But, like, come on. These were different kind of guys that we were hoping would be fighting for the big title. Instead, we got the other what Vince we got the Lesnar years and we got the Goldberg stuff and it was like it would have been cooler if it was Kevin Owens versus Cesaro you know it would have been cooler if it was Shinsuke versus Cesaro you know those matches would have been cooler would have been cooler if AJ and Shinsuke didn't keep fucking uppercutting each other's ball sacks on each other like if we got some of these if we got these matches that we wish we would have gotten like holy shit but it's good to see these guys on TV and getting time and calling out the champion's name. Hearing Shinsuke call out Roman Reigns. Hell yeah. I want to see more of that. Mm-hmm. The uh, the question that I asked Mark Coastal, because you had to go to the bathroom. Um, well, not Coastal. It, it, uh, well, not a question per se, but more of a statement. Um, we're happy to see Shinsuke kind of getting a little bit more of a push. He did defeat sure. Jay and Uso. His old music is back. Yes, his, his old, old music, music is back. I mean... I, if this keeps going, I think my Royal Rumble pick might be changed slightly. Well, a lot of people shit on the way Vince has handled Shinsuke, and it may not be by textbook of what us smart marks would do to book him. Um, but you look at it, he is an NXT champion. He is an Intercontinental champion. He is a United States champion. He is a multiple-time tag champion, I believe. He is almost a Grand Slam, um, Grand Slam champion. He has champion. a Royal Rumble win. He is a he is a Universal title, a WWE title, and a Money in the Bank briefcase win, short of Grand know. Slam and history. Yeah, and I think you see two of those happen this year. I don't think it's the Rumble. I don't think it's Mania. I think Shinsuke wins Money in the Bank, and I think he cashes in more than likely. I think it's Survivor Series. So you can build. You could keep that on him all yeah. year long and let that be. That's piss. I like that. Yeah. Long term good booking. That's a rarity <laughs> nowadays. And I'm tired of hearing people say they don't have enough guys that they can do it with. Yes, they do. Yeah, There's talented guys on the roster that can carry your company and give you good storylines for months at a time if you let them. Cesaro is one of those guys. Uh, uh, Shinsuke is another one of those guys. You can use these guys. They don't have to be together. They can be conducting their own storylines and bringing other guys up and doing the right thing on the other side. You, More you of that. Ha- you could literally have a, a three-way match of either Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke, Cesaro, Seth Rollins, Shinsuke, Cesaro, you could throw in, you know, Sami Zayn. Who wouldn't want to see, you know, Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura go against each other? My God. Like, that was a banger in NXT. We only got to see it once. It was Shinsuke. Two out of three match. falls was... match for the Intercontinental title someday. Yeah, something. Or even the big belt. Give Sammy his chance. Sammy True. should win. A, he could win a Royal Rumble. He should win a Money in the Bank. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do at Elimination Chamber. Is it going to be the giant, big, beefy Elimination Chamber? Is that where Brock comes back, if he's coming back? Oh, Jesus. Well, see, my thing, like, my thing with Shinsuke right now is that you can tell by what the commentators and the announcers are saying. They keep on mentioning Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, every single time Shinsuke's out there, especially when he beat Jey Uso this past Friday. 
and the commentators made a nice little uh, little poke at Roman Reigns saying, Roman Reigns did not want Shinsuke at the Rumble. This, no. Uh, Corey Graves, I think, was the one that, that said that. And uh, I don't know. For the, the, the casual fan that will watch it, it's just be like, eh, well, you know, it's because Shinsuke is hot. In my eyes, as more of a smart mark, it's like, um, that's an indicator in my eyes. Yeah. That, that's can you wrestle? Yes. Can you perform? Exactly. And, 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 and that's... Uh, that right there speaks volumes to what that could be possible. The, what could be possible for Shinsuke? That I mean, is what, the William Regal Bill Goldberg match from Nitro that night. Let's see how good <laughs> Bill is, and then immediately you're like, "This was a bad idea. This was not a good pairing." <laughs> All right, but they've been billing Roman Reigns as this immovable brick wall that is just like you've even said. Paul Heyman is with them. Paul Heyman looks scared of him. Doesn't want to piss him off. Like he's afraid of people who piss or for people. Who pissed Roman Reigns off? And then Corey Graves says he don't want nobody. North Gen, I will get to your question. (laughs) We haven't seen it yet. We've seen him get frustrated. They're building Roman Reigns to a snap, and it's going to be a big snap. And he is either going to storyline hospitalize Paul Heyman, and that's how Brock comes back. Or or he's going to put one of his family members in the hospital, and that's how the whole thing falls apart. But I, everyone seems like, oh, Roman Reigns is a badass. Like, yeah, he's getting frustrated. I want to see him really snap because I want to know when it's going to happen. If Paul Heyman's going to build him to be a monster. I want to see him let the monster out. All right, we have a question from North Gen. What do you think okay. will be better? Kevin turns and joins Roman or Adam Pearce winning the Universal title? With all due respect, one doesn't make sense and one would bury the business, would really do a number on WWE. You put that belt on Adam Pearce and you make at least a quarter of your audience flip to AEW permanently. Yeah. People are done with that. I I don't want to see, you know, what's his name? A special officer doofy from Scream win the WCW title. I don't want to see that shit anymore. Like, yes, Arquette does a lot for the business. He helps out, you know. Indies, he goes there. He he's a he's a hobbyist. I don't want a hobbyist being the champion. Now, Adam Pierce is an ex NWA champion, world champion. I take nothing away from Adam Pierce, but it doesn't make sense. And you're going to and and alienate your audience. And Kevin turning and joining Roman doesn't make any sense to me. I think Kevin Owens is trying to fuck with Paul Heyman to get at Roman and get under his skin and put a wedge and just mess up that whole arrangement. Well, you know what happened on Friday, correct? I saw the promo that Kevin Owens talked to Paul Heyman at the talk and smack table. And, you know, Paul was kind of brushing it off and ignored, but, but Kevin Owens looks like, I think he knows what he's doing. I think there's more to this. Well, Kevin is now going to be wrestling Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Yes. Instead of Adam Pierce. Because I I think, like I said, I think WWE caught wind of, man, people don't like this. And they're actually deciding to change it. They're having to morph, and this is a bigger point I kind of wanted to bring on. Times are changing. I watched Hard to Kill last night. You had the main event was Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers 
against Rich Swan, Moose, and uh, Chris Saban. You had, and this is weird if you're a wrestling guy, if Kenny Omega, the AEW World Champion, standing in an impact ring, wearing a Bullet Club New Japan shirt, yep. with Anderson and Gallows, who were WWE last year in Bullet Club regalia, with Rich Swan, who worked with WWE, and then you have two impact stalwarts in Moose and Chris Sabin. It's like the wrestling world is starting to become a melting pot. People understand that all these people who are in different companies can work together, and it's really good. Vince needs to change his way and book better, or it's going to get ugly. That's just my feeling. I... Uh... I kind of agree and I kind of disagree because you're always going to have that one company that won't hop you on are. a bandwagon, unfortunately. Um, and you're always going to have the people that are going to watch WWE because it's what they watch. And I don't think that's ever going to change because it's 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 not because it's sports of... sports entertainment. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's not because of... It's not because the way of the business right now is the fact that WWE it currently owns three days of wrestling compared to the other companies who only have one, if that. You know what I mean? Although I do like what AEW does with Dark on YouTube. They I also do like that as well. That is a very good alternative for those people that really want to watch wrestling and might not be able to afford all of these streaming platforms that these companies are on. It's definitely a big plus, and kudos to AEW for that. Um, you get some great matches on Dark. Oh, yeah, you a do. A lot of good women's and six-man tag matches and stuff like that. See, what now what AEW is doing, I think they're doing something else, too, on YouTube. Isn't the Nightmare Factory? That is yeah, the it? Nightmare Factory, they're doing kind of like a tough enough style thing. Not like a game show, but just kind of letting you check in on the like their performance center. And then you have Being the Elite, which is on every Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, they're really kind of getting into the whole social media YouTube thing. They're pioneering. Triple I, you are on early tonight. Holy shit. What's up, buddy? Quick night. I do it. You didn't throw very many bowling balls, huh? No. He looks exhausted, though. I will will say that. Yeah, you look tired for a long day. (laughs) Nice bowling earlier today, though. Thanks, Threw a triple. Look at you. Yeah. Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man. That's right. <laughs> walked away with one, walked away with some money, so I can't complain about that. No, no, absolutely not. No. What's going on, brother? Not much. We missed cashing by one round. We came in fifth place. You know. Hey, great day though. That's a lot of bowling. Nice job. Thank you. What's your bowl tonight? Oh God. <laughs> well, awful. Well, obviously, like a three eleven, three twelve, or something. Oh, no way! On the dick. Three twelve. I said three twelve earlier. Yeah, it's like I forget. I forget which one it was. Three eleven and three twelve. It was. It was. A, sounds... Yeah. It was a. It was a bag of donkey dicks and kangaroo carcasses. You know. <laughs> uh, Amen was, to that, brother. <laughs> it was just exhausting. Well, just very... put the guns away. Put the guns away, dude. We're on. We're on. We're on live TV here. You're scaring kids. Uh, I'll show something else that will ship that will uh, scare people. <laughs> Whoa, easy, easy. We're WWE PG, remember? Man. <laughs> I don't think so, brother. 
you're right yeah i'm exhausted so uh yeah 11 15 my night and then this uh this indian's going nappy nap well that's <laughs> that's the goal anyway tonight it's it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be a much shorter show because we, we got a big one coming up next week so that's what he said yeah well shut up um <laughs> All right, Triple I, your your intro with what what energy you can muster for the Brussels sprouts. Do for it for your Brussels. sprouts. Do, Do it for, for the sprouts. 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 The... sprouts. Sprouts. Dude, you gotta sprouts. Hold... Sprouts. Triple I up. <laughs> Build that inspiration. Find something in there. Oh, he's got fucking so one, on, two, three. Oh God, he has utensils. Props. Oh God, he here we go. <laughs> well, I don't have much energy, so we'll pretend that these are eyes. For all of you, <laughs> for all of you imbeciles out there, and and all of you, I don't know, other people who maybe are not imbeciles, and people who don't know who I am, I am the one and only Triple I, uh, Infinite Indian Inspiration. That, that's three eyes, dumbasses. That's three eyes right there. <laughs> And no matter how tired I am, no matter what kind of mood I'm in, I can win the damn lottery and it ain't going to make a damn difference because at the end of the day, it's all on you. You see, we got a coffee stain on the corner. That's hot cocoa. That's hot cocoa or curry. That's, that's chocolate hummus. Chocolate hummus. I have hummus, chocolate hummus with my fruits every day at work, and I use this as a placemat, and I and I soiled, <laughs> I soiled my Oh my god! Mike's detailing. Listen, I want the best roast. For I this got the man. video. I got the video for next week on YouTube. I just got it. <laughs> All right. Where, where's your video, Coastal? What video? Oh, you're taking a dumpy. I can't huh? see you. What are you talking about? I can't about? see you. I can't see him. You can't see him? No. Oh, John Cena? <laughs> far from it. <laughs> no, all three of us are very much in the stream here. Yeah. Yep. Look Your here. iPad is uh, not cameraing. Hang on. Do, do, do you have the fat people setting turned on? If you don't, you won't see me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put it on 16 by 9. You got to filter. Widescreen. You got to have the widescreen. <laughs> and we <laughs> lost him. We lost him. There we are. All right. He's back. <laughs> Well, oh well. Oh well. <laughs> I can see two out of three. Oh, meatloaf said that ain't too bad. Still. Yeah, Jeff had a meatloaf uh, reference as well uh, early today, Bolin. Did he? It's one hell of a chunk of water there, sir. I'm thirsty. I devout. I, I was all I had at Bolin was a bag of nuts earlier. So. I bet extra salty. Um, no, no, a little, a little bit less. But I got I got home, and I was very hungry, so I ordered myself a sandwich full of meat, of course. Okay, so a steak and cheese, peppers, onions, and mushrooms, and ketchup, and then I had a small fry on the side because I have I have myself only on the weekends only, and oh, was it delightful and so succulent and drizzled down my gullet. Oh, was that nice little treat? Was it a good little treat? That meat was tasty. So anywho, after that. So I, you left the Slim Jim aside then is what I'm trying to get yeah. at, and you just went right for the salty nuts. Yeah, uh, that was that was in the morning. That was in the morning. Oh, I was in the morning. Okay. 
Yeah, during my bowling. But then I got in a food coma. I took a nappy. And then I had to wake up to go bowling. I sucked a bag of dicks. And then I came on here <laughs> to see you idiots. So you took a nappy and you're still tired? Oh, yeah. Very tired. Very much so. Wow. How are you going to hang with us if we go to WrestleMania in Dallas in two years? Well, that would be different. I won't be going. I won't be bowling on Sunday. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll be bowling because there's a bowling alley in the place. Uh, Is there really? Like, yeah, they have four lanes in one of the bars. No shit. Yeah, I'll make yeah sure. we'll have to try to get on those. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> uh, that'll I'll probably sure. be where the anniversary hardcore championship reintroduction match takes place. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll finish up the uh, the little. Um, week in review segment here um we were talking about shinsuke what the fuck are you doing i want to see how much i can put in my mouth oh my fucking god <laughs> wow. triple i what do you think about shinsuke nakamura and, and the push that he's getting right now well first of all i gotta say here we go the first the first thing i noticed about nakamura is that they changed his theme music back to the original which i love yes it makes me want to dance to it and just be dramatic and. <laughs> this is so. Where's the timestamp? What are we at? Where are we? We're at 57. 57. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube gold, first. baby. Uh, the second thing is, I just hope, I, I just hope um, his push is sustainable, and I hope it's going to go somewhere. And I hope that I hope it leads to bigger and, be, and bigger and better things. Obviously, because he is he is that big of a star in my opinion. He's got the, he's main event caliber, hands down. And I and I also think Cesaro is as well. But um, I don't I don't know if they're, split, if they're splitting a tease with that. Uh, like a, I don't know if they're teasing a split or a breakup with that. Because um, we saw a little bit of resemblance of that somewhat. But we'll see what happens. Cesaro aside, Nakamura, I like where they're going. Let's see if it's sustainable because he he could do so much better. And I think we could all agree to that. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Talking about that a little while ago. You saw it happen in NXT and when he won the Rumble and had that main event with Styles. Right. Can I ask something else? Not about Nakamura, but can I ask something else about SmackDown? Yeah. Uh, so obviously, there's a coalition with you know with the Roman Reigns and main event Uso, Jay Uso, and potentially Apollo. We were just talking about that as well. Yeah. Okay, so Kevin Owens is on his quest, obviously, to take down this family. Do you? This is a, this is a, a long shot here. Do you foresee since Kevin Owens is by himself right now on a quest to take them down? Do you see a inevitable alliance with an old friend of his, Sami Zayn? Which we which we require him to turn face. I haven't seen any indications on that. Um, but it's interesting. Th- but then again, but then again, Sami Zayn really hasn't been too much in the picture ever since he lost the title. So I mean, I, maybe I'm not willing to take that out of the question. Neither am I. But there needs to be a reason. The only thing I can think of is that there's two reasons, two things. One, they can go on, you know, their friendship together and their history. And two, Sami Zayn is always, uh, always about what's the word I'm looking for? You know, justice. He's always about justice, obviously. You know, and conspiracies and all that stuff. He could maybe try to get justice for Kevin Owens, uh, since he's always being outnumbered and shit like that. But eventually, someone's gonna come to his aid. Something's gonna happen because I mean, eventually, 
Sorry, one last thing. Yeah. I love what, what they're doing with Roman Reigns, obviously. I love it, but eventually it's going to get old if, if no one ultimately comes to his aid. I think a returning Seth Rollins comes to his I aid. I was just going to say that. That was the name that popped in my head. And I think it's not the Messiah. I think it's the burn it down Seth Rollins. If it's I think the Seth, architect comes back. If it's a face Seth, if it's a face Seth Rollins, it can't be it can't be the Messiah, obviously. No. No, no, it has to be Burn It Down Seth that I comes back out I think it's the architect. Street. I think it's a hybrid of the architect and Burn It Down Seth. Really? I, th- huh. I think that's what he tells Kevin Owens. He goes, you need to trust me, I'm the architect. And he can talk about how he built Roman Reigns in the shield and how he knows how to get rid of him. Oh, that's a good, 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 uh... Uh, um, um, what, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Yes, segue. And then you have Seth Rollins playing mind games with the Usos. He doesn't get, he goes to Jimmy instead and say, Hey, what's your brother? Come here, hang out with us. All right, we got North Gen. How about the Big E turns heel, Street Profits turn heel, and they join alliances? The New Nation. Yeah. I don't think the street. Pro- I mean, I, I don't care for the street profits. Well, we know that from the last argument. But you love had. private party. <laughs> oh, oh, I love privates and I love partying. Absolutely. <laughs> Shut the yes. fuck up. A- absolutely. Yep. I love private party. Gets me going oh all day God. long, twenty four seven, three sixty five, including leap day, uh, leap year. So yep. much for our PG rating here on the channel, boys. Uh, screw that shit. We don't do that. But. Uh, but what I was gonna say is, um, I don't see private party, private party, uh, not private party. Oh my God, uh, street profits, because uh, as you guys have mentioned earlier, all of you have mentioned earlier, the street profits are very popular with their gimmick and the popular of the fans, and including the stupid "We Want the Smoke" chant that's piped into the crowd audience every Friday night. Whatever, we fucking want awesome. We want awesome. the smoke. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You I can't will have... tell you how it can work. I will tell you how you can turn them heel and it will work. But they're so, they're so over with the fans right now. I think that's one of the hottest heel turns. That would be a hard, Here's how hard. you do it. You have them aligned with Big E, and you have them jump Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston when they're celebrating with Big E, and that's how you ruin the New Day. You can't because they're on separate they're on separate brands. I mean, it defeats the whole Plans party. change, pal. What's going to put asses in virtual seats? Would you? I think that's a good thing. I think that's how you get one. You end the new day because it's run. It, I don't want to see it get stupid like the NWO got stupid. It goes on for too long. The, you, if you want to try the Street Profits heel, you can do that. If you want to turn Big E heel, that's oh, the way to do it. I don't even know if, if you can compare the new day to the NWO because no, the new day no. also did not add fifty other guys into their group. They maintained. It's not necessarily a compare. It's more just like a, a metaphor of, of right. what it could okay, happen to, okay, it, like okay. to becoming the same yeah. kind of thing. Like how it went from okay, it was NWO. Now it's NWO Wolfpack, and now it's NWO oh, yeah, Red, yeah, yeah. Black, yeah. White. It like, just lasted too long. It was so good, it should have ended when it was yeah. a lot, and they yeah, just and, allowed and, it. And I'm feeling like I like what they're doing right now with the New Day. And if it's gonna be irrelevant, and Big E's got his own music, and they don't do the Big E intro, they just start out with the New Day music. Blow it up. Yeah, you owe it to Kofi to get one more. One more run if he wants to stay this Kofi, and if he wants to go back to, you know, uh, SOS Kofi, 
for a little no, bit if he could. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Do, so, do uh, speaking of factions, I mean, we saw again. We saw a little, a little bit of this on After Friday. After this question, we're going to have to get get on our main topic here with Sting. But go ahead. It's yep. fine. Yeah. Do you do you see Apollo? Uh, I bet Paul um, ultimately, excuse me, inevitably joining uh, Paul Heyman's and Roman Re- Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. I'm thinking more of the hurt business with him. I, I I think yeah I I think that Roman Reigns tells Paul Heyman. He's not family. We can't have him. That's true. Find also, him someone yeah. he can go with, and then he and he gets into MVP. Well, and we like, see you know, because Apollo MVP talking yeah, one yeah, day because Apollo, you know, he he resisted at first, and Romain's be like, "This is the way you do it." All true. And that kind of even that shows Roman Reigns' influence. Like he does influence this whole company. What they're saying is true. They do run the whole country company. Make them the new corporation without Vince. Yeah, but eventually, eventually that faction is going to have to grow. It can't just be Roman, Jay, and Paul the whole time. No, I, I think it grows to Jimmy. I think it grows to Nia Jax and Tamina. All right. North Gen, we're going to begin on our main topic, but I will shed light to what you said. Potential ri- rivalry if these two superstars return... Neville and Moxley. No, not in AEW, but in WWE. I don't think, A, that's going to happen, and B, they can, never they, they, they can do that in AEW whenever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'd make it good. Yeah, and... and it, yeah. They, we'll see they, Pac versus yeah. Mox, and it would be fucking six and a half, seven I don't think I don't, I don't oh, think yeah. it matters what, what company they're in, whether they're in AEW or WWE. I think both those two would put on... A fantastic match, in my opinion. Uh, I, uh, I'll tell you what. I think Mox... Uh, I think it's... And then the, there's one thing we haven't even talked about yet, honestly. And uh, I'll leave it... Jay White is a free agent. Jay White is no longer employed by New Japan. His contract ran out. Where, uh, Jay White is out there. He and it's Royal Rumble season, boys. He's entrant in the Royal Rumble. The that problem. means he's not on NXT. Because all the, none of the... Yeah, because NXT is not allowed in the Rumble for safety reasons due to COVID. Yes, correct. And I don't think Jay White should be in the NXT right now. In my is opinion. he the Roman Reigns guy? Is he who challenges Roman? No. I think he challenges Drew McIntyre. I well, like that a lot. Yeah, we, we can't have Goldberg beat McIntyre at the Rumble. Please, no. Oh, God. no please, this no. This scares me. No, you understand. This scares me. Th- this like, gives Marky and I PTSD. Why, other <laughs> than because of the same way you did it before, would you do it again? Unless this is it. Unless this is legitimately it, and they do get pinned. He does get pinned. One, two, three. I'd rather have dinner with uh, with with my main course of meat sticks with the Brussels sprouts on a Sunday night <laughs> than have Goldberg win against Drew McIntyre. I mean, that's how that's how much I don't want Goldberg to win. I'm I'm really scared. I hope I they don't. I didn't want to see Goldberg at last year's WrestleMania. I didn't want to see Goldberg at this year's Royal Rumble. I don't want to see Bill Goldberg anymore. I just not for don't. the title. Not for the title. I'll see Bill yeah. if he comes out and cuts a promo and just jackhammers a random asshole here or there. Sure, you, him come out, want, please, jackhammer Baron Corbin like 35, yeah. 40 times a Monday Night Raw. Either that, I mean, that or, or let him come out and you know what? If you want an attraction, Max? Have him wrestle Brock again. 
have him wrestle John Cena. Have him wrestle, you know, somebody. An attraction match, yeah, not a title exactly. match. Against yeah, the number have, one guy. Have him go for the yeah. 24-7 title with R-Truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do a segment with him and R-Truth. Just... They got to stop Kevin Owensing people. I still refer yeah. to it as getting Kevin Owens because that yeah. was like that was like him just getting a brick wall of a door slammed in his face at one point. Anytime he got the belt, it's like he heard that Bill Goldberg music and he's just like, "No, oh, it's happening again." He came down his leg and he <laughs> yeah. started. Shaking. Um. All right. On topic, ladies and gentlemen. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. I got I gotta find some music to separate um, sequence on the show for doing the uh, weekend review, and we're doing the our main topic. I, I gotta have some type of audio or music, like a yeah. swoosh thing, yeah, and then- or so something. Um, I will work on that. Like I said, folks, I, I think I said this before. I am gonna be taking a week off after the charity stream, so I'll probably end up doing a little bit of that as well. Um, just kind of fine-tune the channel a little bit. All right. Topic. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Sting. The franchise. The icon. What Sting meant to WCW can only be compared with a couple other wrestlers in the wrestling industry. Um, his loyalty, his, you know, um... His character and how he was able to morph throughout the war as well. Because you got to remember, he went through a couple phases during this war. Um, and his his determination to stay relevant in a time where wrestlers were getting flopped back and forth. Big names were randomly showing up in Sting's company, and I will say Sting's company because it, in reality it was. Um, Sting and Nate. Yeah. Basically, the two well, of them are like the Sting, old original. Sting I mean, we know Flair left him. Well, he was more important because Bischoff and Flair didn't get along. So, um, like, he wasn't going to go along with anything. So, for anything to work, you had to have Sting be the guy like, all right, I'll do it. For a guy like, like Sting to still... Not get lost in the shuffle with all this talent coming over from the other side. And at a time where a normal wrestler would get lost in the shuffle, he and like somebody else we know from the other side adapted and changed during the time of war and basically almost committed career suicide that ended up working in his favor. Um, and completely doing a complete character makeover and turned out to be the sting that we know and love today. Still the sting that we know and love today. It's almost the amalgam of both. You know, he still has the white face paint with some of the crow accents that he got from that era, mm-hmm. but he's not that really dark mysterious. He's mixed with surfer sting, like he the regular talks like surfer sting. He does. But you still believe that he is the dark guy that, you know, mysterious guy that would kick your ass. All right. We will start this conversation with Coastal and we are going to move on. We're going to go go with questions as we go like we have been for the past few Monday Night War segments that we've had. 
and we're going to feed off of each other here. I know we don't have Sunday. This is Sunday's forte, talking about this kind of shit. If you listen real close, you'll be able to hear him, like, roll his eyes at every one of my points, though. So. <laughs> 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 you hear that? I think I just heard But we love him. We love him. We love him. do. We do. We miss him. We do. Can't I wait to see you myself. next week. Saw him today, you know, so I got I got my fix of him. <laughs> All right, Coastal. Staying in what he meant to WCW and go. Sting was kind of the, the first thing WCW stole away from WWF. Because way back when, when Sting was just a young, little, flat-topped crazy man in NWA wrestling, his tag team partner was a man that we would come to know as the Ultimate Warrior. And WWE wanted both of them and wanted to turn them both into the ultimate warrior. They were going to be, that was going to be their tag gimmick. They were both going to act like that. And Sting was like, that ain't my thing. And he went to WCW, NWA at that point. And um, he started working with guys like Ric Flair and Rick Rude and Vader. And there's their Vader reference. And then, you know, he put on great matches with everybody he worked. And he started to care. He was a great United States champion. He was a guy that you could put a belt on and it still meant something and it carried the company. Ric Flair left them in 93 with zero notice. Took the belt with took him. The belt with him. That's why Big Goldie, that's right behind Johnny D squared, my favorite belt, was not in WCW. At one point, we have a different WCW title. Um, but he that, still made that that old WC t- title almost kind of looked like the wing belt the WWE yeah had. a little bit yeah yeah uh, but he was able to keep you know when Ric Flair leaves with your belt your your company could go down the crapper but he kept it through those Jim Hurd years still pretty good you know he was working with you know Ron Simmons and Vader and they brought in Rick Rude and um, guys like that and just making really good matches he had good matches with Johnny B Bad. I mean, uh, that main event, uh, uh, and he was always in war games, and he never left. And that, just even in the bad times, and then when it took off, for the major part of when WCW was really hot and really cooking, Sting didn't wrestle. That whole year he took off when they were arguably at the top of the 83 weeks. Sting never set foot in that ring. And I I feel bad. I feel bad for him in a way because he didn't get to experience those pops, but he made a lot of those pops just by being way up in the rafters. I there's a there's a big part of me that really thinks he should have gone to WWE when they bought him. I know why he didn't out of principle, and he made TNA really really good for a while. Oh my God, when he was, was over there, every awesome place he goes, man. every place he goes, he adds something to it and he makes a company better. Doesn't even matter in how w- old he is. Yeah, even in WWE for the brief time he was here, the match he had with um, <laughs> Seth Rollins up until the buckle bomb was great. Yeah. Was really, really good. He looked good I, in the match against Triple H at Mania. Like, he looked yeah. like he still had a little gas in the tank here for another year mm-hmm. or so. And I little think run. he did. Yeah. Yep. I think now, I think what he needs to do is what he's doing right now. And it's another thing that he can do with his experience. He's going to lift a guy like Darby Allen way up. Maybe yeah. higher than Darby should be right now. But he's going to give him that rub. 
Um, and he's going to help these young guys develop characters and personas. And not everyone is MJF. Not everyone is Sammy Guevara. Not everyone is Darby Allen. You got to help those other guys get over. And Sting's going to do that just by not on camera, but backstage going, do this a little different. Do this a little different. Like, he's going to be a great asset to them. And that's just what Sting means to any company. He is an asset that helps you in any way possible and prints money. This is a guy who, at the height of his career, was going to be the third man in the NWO until Hogan decided to step in. He was going to flush down Surfer Sting and become the most hated man in wrestling because it was going to help the company. Was it worth it? Did he make the right decision? I think he did. I think the Crow was better than what Heel Sting would have been. I don't know if Heel Sting worked. They tried it in NWO Black and Red, and it didn't really pan out well. And it would have had to a have while been, after. Yeah, it would have had to have been Ultra Heel Sting because he's leading the NWO. If that's the case, and he yeah. has, a, uh, I don't know. You're I mean, who knows? Career suicide. Could have <laughs> been. It very yeah. well could have been. But Triple I, I we'll go with you next. Well, I, I want to say, I, you know, I'm glad they didn't do the heel sting because it's just like when Stone Cold went heel, you know, it, it, it just didn't feel right, you know. So I'm glad they didn't make the same mistake twice. Um, I, you know, I'll comment on the, I'll comment on current day sting uh, because Coastal covered most of the history with sting, and I didn't really watch. I didn't get into wrestling until 19. 19- 93, and of course, I was a kid, and I, so I barely knew about much about Sting then. Um, I'm sorry, what were you, I, Masshole, were you saying something? No, I was talking to Dominic. He's oh, always sorry. petting the dog before he goes to bed. I was just saying goodnight. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're not in the bowling alley. No, I'm at home tonight. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. It was a quiet day. I've been exhausted all day. I figured I'd do check-ass from home. Yeah, no worries. Close, close to the bed after. Yeah. I hear you. So, uh, so yeah, I want to comment on present day Sting, if that's okay, uh, uh, Johnny D Squared. Do you more than welcome to? I think it's great what they're doing. I, I love how Sting currently is not involved with other big name stars right now, and he's he's helping put over Darby Allen. But not only is he helping put over Darby Allen, he's helping put over Team Taz as well. For uh, sure. In, in, in a way, if you think about it. Um, it adds prestige to it adds notoriety and prestige to Team Taz to Team Taz's function and Team Taz in general, Team Taz's faction, excuse me, Team Taz's faction and Team Taz in general because you know we, they've been pushing hard to become well, Taz himself has been pushing hard to become main event status, you know, lack of better words, or become more prevalent in uh, AEW, and I think you know by feuding with Sting. It propels them to the next level. It really does. And Sting hasn't wrestled a match yet, obviously. And he nope. should not be wrestling every week. Not that he has yet. Uh, but by Sting's presence alone, it, it elevates everyone on both sides of the feud uh, up a notch. And that's what he should be doing at 61 years old. You know, he shouldn't be trying to... Not that he is. Not that he's like a Goldberg being inserted into title matches. But <coughs> Sting, Sting has accomplished so much in his career. He's so well-respected. He's a Hall of Famer. Everyone knows who he is. He doesn't need to prove himself again. He's giving back to the business right now. That's why I have even more respect for Sting. You know, he's in the business, not just at 61 years old, not to get titles, not to make even more money, 
but to help elevate these younger stars. Mm-hmm. And it, here's my point, my, my last point about this. Um, if you take if you take Sting away right now, and you just have Darby Allen against Team Taz, and let's say you insert them into even WWE, that program fizzles out maybe within a month, month and a half tops. This has already been going on for a month, month and a half, and it hasn't even hit its peak yet. Not even close. Here, I mean, they just made an event at AEW last week of, with a phenomenal um, a TV it's championship. Really good. Phenom- phenomenal match. Darby Allen looks like a million dollars, and Sting makes him, with Sting involved, he makes him look like a billion dollars. That's what Sting does. That's the effect he has on people. That's the rub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so I know, you know we have Sting's career back in WCW with the NWO and TNA. I understand that, but I like to focus on now because that's what I'm more, you know, uh, I'm not gonna lie, that's what I'm more familiar with. So it's that's my feelings on Sting. I have nothing but good things to say about it, I, and I love how they're using him as well. I love how they're using him. Some people don't agree with that. We're, we're all huge wrestling fans, right? Including yeah. you know us, the chat cast, everyone. And some people I see online, they say, oh, they're misusing Sting. They're not misusing Sting. Give me a break. He's being used perfectly fine. He's not being overexposed. He's not wrestling every match. He's not in the main event. He's fine. Just enjoy the ride. You don't get yeah. this too yeah. often. You don't get this too often. We have a 60-plus-year-old 60 Hall of Famer, a, a legend in the wrestling business who still wants to, you know, give back so shut your mouth you know you pieces of crap and just enjoy the ride you dumb meat sticks oh boy do we love it when triple i goes off <laughs> i was actually talking to johnny d squared about this i was super interested to hear you and marky's takes on sting where you guys didn't watch a whole lot of wcw back in the days like johnny and i did Marky, yeah up, bud. yeah i did not watch much wcw at all i was straight wwe F watching Raw every week. I knew who Sting was, I mean, naturally, but I didn't watch him. I didn't follow a lot of his storylines. I got really exposed to Sting in TNA in those mid 2000s years when he came in with the main event. Thank you. When he came in with the main event mafia and then later Joker Sting. And so when, good. Oh my, I think it was some of the best work of his career. It, he was a good guy, but he lost his friggin' mind and he'd do twisted shit sometimes, but he was still kind of a good guy. And then he'd go out and have a great match against the Samoa yeah. Joe. You know, there's the Jeff or Hardy. Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. Kurt Angle, right. There was the Jeff there's, Hardy. Th- there's not a lot of people that could have made that Jeff Hardy incident, like, workable. Sting, Sting was one of them. so well to present at least a semi-wrestling match out of that and he dumpster didn't cover fire it up. that could have been. He didn't cover it up because when they were chanting bullshit, he grabbed the mic and said, I agree. Yep. That's what it is. I agree, and he threw the mic down. Yep. You saw how hard Sting pinned Jeff Hardy in yeah. that match, too. He folded him in half. He but had that, to because Jeff was trying to kick out. That was pretty much where I got exposed to Sting was in TNA. And and then later now we get YouTube and that, that started coming along and started watching more. But he is every bit the icon. He's had every bit of the Hall of Fame career that all of your Hulk Hogan's and your Ric Flair's have had. This is one of the best wrestlers in the history of wrestling He's sports. arguably on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. You, you would absolutely put him on there. Yes, I wouldn't even argue you about it. Um, and then to see him, like Eyes was saying, going this far into his career, 61 years old, still giving back. And I don't think he's done. I think if he does come back, it's a retirement 
and it's against somebody, and it's just never again. We don't see him again. At least I hope for the one-one match thing. But then again, he's sixty-one, and who knows? The wrestler in me says, the wrestling fan in me says, please, one more, just the retirement one. Because I still feel that all wrestling fans, wrestling fans everywhere, I don't care what organization you follow, we all got robbed of Taker versus Sting at a mania or at – we got robbed. Every single one of us got robbed of that. So that last match of him with Seth Rollins really is a a thorn in my side. You know, I think of the Triple H match, which was actually pretty good. Yeah, what it was. It was not a terrible – it got – yeah. Right, even if you kept the the NWO versus DX shit out of it, if just the two of them put on a good legend versus legend match at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. you can't even say no. They actually the other yeah. stiff redwood trees walking down the aisle right. fucked it up more than anything. I, I didn't mind that, believe it or not, Mouse. I, I didn't mind didn't it either. Like the DX yeah. NWO because the crowd loved it. It was they like, did. It, yeah. They loved it. You know, I thought it was I thought it was great. It, it they was hit the spots. Match. It ticked the boxes. There was the nostalgia all over the place, and both of them could still go at the time. At that it time, better, I, it was better than Triple H Batista by far. Oh yeah, I yeah. Agree with that. Yeah. You know, I was hoping that would lead. You know, because we got Triple H versus Sting at that Mania, then Sting hangs around, and maybe the yeah. long term plans were. To somehow build the feud with Taker and then do that retirement match at Mania the next year, but as we Sting, all know, Sting beats Rollins, gets the belt, holds it through Mania. Taker wins Rumble. You get Taker Sting, and we belt. get it, and and all of us ride off into the sunset, but super happy. But... It could have happened anyway. Yeah. You don't even need the belt. Taker Sting. That so could have happened. And it should have. When Sting came to WWE in two thousand, uh, I think fifteen or sixteen, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, that should have happened like essentially within a year or less. That should have happened, and Vince fucked mm-hmm. that up. He truly did. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, come on. And then and you the had him is- I get it. I understand. Well, the, it was the, the problem was that Sting didn't have to work. Hogan didn't have to work. Those guys didn't have to work when WCW got bought out because they had clean-cut, guaranteed contracts from Turner Entertainment, and they were going to make more than what Vince wanted to pay him to sit at home and not yes. wrestle. Yes. Right. But, but And I understand that, but – you. You still, you know, you have a chance to make money with this. That's the thing. This is about business and money. You can make millions with Undertaker at WrestleMania. I mean, they would have. Why? Why wouldn't you? And I'll never. But all the good things Vince has done, I'll never. I'll never fathom why they didn't do that. Even to watch two guys in their early Mm -hmm. to mid fifties go at it in a semi type of main event match at a WrestleMania. Bet your ass that would have. Would you wanted to follow that? That half the main event. Would you want to follow that? What are you going to have to follow that? Like, at that time, you were probably, well, let's see, it would have been WrestleMania 33, so it would have been in Texas. The main event of that one was less than Reigns. Oh, yeah. So it would have been that one, though, because 31 was the one where Sting fought Triple H. So this would have been the one in Texas. It would have been uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. No, it was Roman Reigns and Triple H that made event at that. Or it would have been you, Shane McMahon versus somebody else in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, but could you have imagined Triple H, Roman Reigns trying to follow Sting and Undertaker? No. Because no. do you Roman know, do you know how many times do you know how many times Triple H has had to follow a Taker match at a WrestleMania just in general? Ask Chris Jericho and Booker T. They remember <laughs> those Triple H matches. Fifteen minutes of putting him over. Oh, God, here we go. Triple H talks about 
watching uh, all right after they followed the heaven and hell the Shawn, uh, Shawn Michaels oh, take a match, and then it was him versus Randy Orton in the very next match after that, and nobody cared. Everybody <laughs> boring. This sucks. Like and that was a hell of a storyline too. That was a fantastic storyline. It was, yeah. but it just happened to follow like one of the best matches in wrestling history. And it was not a match that followed <laughs> at all. Yeah. All right. Back to topic. Now I now as I have done in other Monday Night War topics. We talk about the what-ifs a lot. Here comes another one, folks. Oh, yeah. I'll put my fantasy booking hat on. (laughs) I don't think it's going to be one of those. Oh. Sting does not go crow and stays Southern California, blonde hair, surface Sting. Does he still have the exact career that he has? No. Uh, can you can you re, can you reevaluate can you reassess the question? Does he have the exact career in WCW or in general? Uh, you can say in general, but for topic reasons, we'll say the Monday Night Wars in WCW. I got a jet again. Hold on, I'll be back. So I kind of look at it this way, right? That this is when wrestling was becoming much more real. Like the NWO guys with their real. If Sting stayed with that surfer character. And doesn't stay and doesn't evolve and kind of go with it. He gets way lost in the shuffle. I know. I know he's sting, and he's going to get lost in the shuffle. And then what he's going to do? So he's going to the only WCW reason I say that is because you got to remember when surface string surface sting was at its peak. Ish. He was one of the greatest wrestlers in the world mm-hmm. at that point in the early nineteen nineties. He was one of the very few wrestlers that you could almost kind of compare him and his character to a Hulk Hogan-esque type of character from back in the day. Big, smiling, strong, baby face with blonde hair, yelling to the crowd. But we're talking about the, the, the era started to change. It became not so much about how good you were in the ring. You had to, it was getting more real. You couldn't cut a character, like a cartoony, old-school character promo. So, Things were getting too real for that. So I don't think, in, in my opinion, I don't think that Sting would have completely been, wouldn't have completely been lost in the shuffle. I think his title opportunities from the mid to late 90s would have been very few and far between. But I still think he becomes one of the better good guys on the WCW side um, during the whole WCW versus NWO big feud that they were trying to put together um, and did. Um, I don't think, however, I don't think Sting, in my opinion, I don't think Sting goes farther than WCW. You think he'd stay? He we're talking. We're talking about like TNA and all that stuff. I don't think he has the run that he has in TNA. I don't think he even goes to WWE if he's surfacing. And I, I think he would have been retired ten years ago. I think he would have gone someplace where now, it would have been more about the good wrestling, technical wrestling. NWA would be the only exception. But what the fuck? Okay, I was about to say. 
Coastal's fucking face just went fucking dark blue for a second. Um, yeah, so I think for the topic reasons in the Monday Night War, I don't think he gets lost too much in the sh- in the shuffle. Um, just because of how well known that he was back then and how successful he was back then. Again, in the in the early nineties, you're, you're talking about comparing him to almost like a Hulk Hogan in WC uh, in WWF at the time. Um, so in my opinion, Sting doesn't get lost in the shuffle. I think he stays relevant, not so much as a world title contender, but more of a United States title area champion a couple of times because he was, he was just too, too big of a name back then in the early nineties to, I don't think really make him completely irrelevant. For the Monday Night Wars, I just don't think he has the type of success that he has and is continuing to have, in my opinion. I agree with you 100%. Past, I, past, past the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, I, I think because he, he became Crow after Bash to the Beach, that whole lead up when Hogan turned. I think if he doesn't turn, then instead of Luger Hogan for months, you get face for the surfer Sting Hogan. And I think it just fizzles. I don't think it's that good. I think you get sick of it. And I think I think Johnny's right. I think eventually he becomes television champ or United States champ, and then he might. Feud I don't with think Goldberg. he's not relevant, mind you. I think he's still well, yeah. relevant, but not in the main event picture. Yeah, I got something. And I think you put him against Goldberg. Then I think after that, I think it's just yeah, it's Surfer Sting. Yay. Mm-hmm. Rio, what so, the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> I am, I am keeping myself. I am keeping myself. Um, think about that. Yeah, uh, think about that word. I'm looking, I, I no, the word I was thinking of doesn't doesn't um, work here. I'm keeping myself motivated right now because I am <laughs> tired and sleepy. But I, do I bore I, you? No, no, you missed when I came on. I told you I was exhausted. It had nothing to do with that. I know. I know. <laughs> oh. <Whoa. laughs> Just like the Brussels sprouts, you don't listen to me. That's okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep, exactly my point. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> so my, I actually want to bring up a good point about Sting. Uh, it's actually to answer uh, Johnny's original question, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna lead. I'm gonna answer that with a question of my own. Interesting. Look at your big, look at your big boy stars. There. Look at your main event stars. Uh, throughout WWE, uh, for the most part, you know, uh, Stone Cold, The Rock, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Mick Foley, Undertaker, and Kane. So there's seven to, t- to name a few right there. Did you say Mick Foley? Bret Hart in that era too. Don't forget Bret Hart. Well, yeah, there. well, yeah. Bret Hart would apply to what I'm, what I'm about to talk about. Uh, Bret Hart applies to this as well. Uh, Jericho applies. Uh, so Edge applies. So all these are main event stars. These are all Hall of Famers. These are all icons. Well, for the you Monday know, Night Wars, you're taking Edge and Jericho out of the equation for now. If sure. We're talking about the Monday Night Wars. Yep. Yeah. So absolutely. So then with that being said, all the other ones still, my point is if you your question was with Sting, it, would he have had the career if he had, if he'd stayed the same? Well, yes. my question to you is, well, look at all these other stars I just mentioned, minus, minus you know, Jericho and Edge. Yep. If they stayed if they stayed the same, would they have had the careers they did? 
Not, I don't think so. Because the thing is, you could only stay being stagnant in professional wrestling and being and being complacent will only get you so far. Okay, there's only there- two people that have ever perfected it: Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. And even Hogan, Hulk, when he. No. Uh, Hogan, tur- yeah, Hogan turned here. You know, H- well, Hogan evolved the NWO stuff, uh, so I'll, I'll give him that. But my my point is, is that the to, as Jericho's done the best throughout his career, they've all they all evolved. Their character was all their characters were at tens, and they and they and they drove it up to a twenty. Okay, uh, whether it's go heel face or vice versa or a combination of the two or something. They all just changed their character completely and, and, and elevated it to a 20. Sting did the same thing by, not, by, not, by not being, you know, beach blonde Sting or, or surface Sting the whole time. With the crow Sting, it just it added that, that extra element of, of uh, the extra dynamic there. It added, it added more intrigue. Uh, it made it more intriguing, excuse me. It, you know, it just, it made, let me, let me rephrase that. Crow Sting was the biggest threat outside of Goldberg to the NWO. Do would you see Hollywood the biggest you, mystery? Like it, it turned out to be exactly. one of the biggest problems, thorns in their side. That's a good point. Exactly. Would you would you have felt the same way for for uh, Beach Blonde Sting? You know, he would be a threat, but it wouldn't be as intriguing. It wouldn't be the biggest thorn in their side. It just it, it, they the, already the kind of did that with Luger. Exactly. Yeah. Face yeah, the for the longest moves. time, and then just surprising everybody, and I'm in the NWO. Right. If they do the, its thing, the, it's like, oh shit. Here the we go game, again. the game changes. Okay, the game changes. Okay, so that so fast forward, the NWO thing is over with. WCW goes out of business. You still have Beach Blonde Sting. You bring Beach Blonde Sting to TNA. Uh, you know, it's like okay, great. It's gonna be you know honeymoon. It's gonna be the honeymoon phase for the first couple months or whatever. Yay, Sting's here. Blonde here. Hooray. You know. <laughs> You know that's great. You know everyone's everyone's you know all excited, which is fine. But then where do you go from there? You can't live on nostalgia forever. You know, that could have been when he changed. Let let's fantasy book that. Let's say Sting never changes in in the Monday Night Wars. Right, stays with WCW as Surface Sting all this time, and then WCW loses the war and he stays on the roster for a while, and yeah, he gets the TNA, and that's where he hooks up with guys like Kurt Angle, Kevin Nash again. And they form the main event mafia, and they're trying to the main event mafia is trying to get all the older fellas to join, and then all of a sudden Sting just breaks, and either he does turn corporate with the mafia or anything like that, because that would have led into any number of things through the years if he never, you know, if if he never changed away from service well, things. I, I was thinking like, on the other aspect, like he he stays, you know, surface thing all the way through WCW when he comes to WWF. He's Crow Sting going against Austin. And that's, oh. yeah. And then you get Austin oh. Sting at WrestleMania. Instead of Rock Austin at 17, it's Austin Sting. Right. I mean, the thing is, imagine imagine if everyone stays the same. How does the business grow? How does the business evolve? How do you create, how do you keep it um, more, how do you keep it intriguing? How do you keep it more entertaining? How do how do you elevate to the next level? Regular businesses outside of wrestling, forget wrestling for a second. Regular businesses, they always try to grow because they want to make more money. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, wrestling is also a business. They have to try to make more money. The way to make more money is to evolve and change and keep things interesting and keep the, keep the dynamic going. You don't do that by keeping everything stagnant. 
So, yeah, to, again, to, to answer your question again, Johnny D squared, I don't think his career would have been the same if he stayed the same. It would have been fine and great, and you, you can collect your paycheck, and, you know, fans will be, hooray, for the first, you know, couple months. But then after that, it's, you know, as the crowd would chant, same old shit. They did it with John Cena, the biggest star in the company, you know, after the Monday Night Wars, but the biggest star in the company. They chanted it with him. I mean, so, you know. They did it right before Hulk Hogan turned Hollywood. People were sick of red and yellow Hulk Hogan. Right. So, I mean, yeah. So, I don't think he would have had the same career. Man, yeah. I, feel, I feel smart. I made a good point. You yeah. certainly did. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Let's try Triple I. You had a good point. I think so. Yes. I really did. Passing yep. back for Triple I there. <laughs> so, yep. this, so, 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 this is what happens when Sunday Night Savior is not here with us. I become smart. <laughs> I become smart. <laughs> Ouch. I, I is he is he your kryptonite? Huh? Is he your kryptonite? Is that what happens? No, it's just he you know, um Sunday likes to act smart, which is fine. He can fulfill that role. And because he can fulfill that role, I don't have to and I can pick on the Brussels brush the whole night long. Okay. Well, there you so, go. There you know, go. Everybody do do, do their cool. job. Everybody yeah. does their job on the show. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm always God. listen, I'm smart. I act smart, you know, 40 plus hours a week when I work both my jobs, okay? On here, I like to act stupid, okay, sometimes, or or not act stupid and just have fun. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm evolving, evolving, changing. <laughs> there, he brought it back, notes. full circle. There it's it circle. is. Circle. There it is. See? We were there waiting for we that go. one. Oh, my God. We just had a moment of clarity. That was great. That was bright. We had a moment, all right. Do you notice the more that he has fun, the more he's energized and the more he wants to stay on the show and not bitch about know, going right? to bed? <laughs> oh, no, I'm going, I'm going to bed in a half an hour. Oh, will you shut the fuck up? We're getting there. All right. Mark, uh, uh, Mark you missed it. I, I was very smart for the past 10 minutes. Uh, really perfect was. timing to take a leak. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does Sting really need to be in the NWO Wolfpack? Let's be honest. No. Not at all. Was it really worth it? No, it was a money grab. Because NWO Wolfpack was super hot. So they threw everybody in it like they did with the NWO. Basically, the NWO, if they're like, oh, it's really good, they break it. Like, <laughs> this works really well, break it. This works really good, break it. Let's put Disco Inferno in there. Oh, God, we killed it. Oh, oh we killed it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's nothing against Disco. <laughs> disco could work. I like Disco Inferno as a wrestler. He His made a stupid gimmick really good, but he wasn't. He shouldn't have been in the NWO. He should have been a TV title champion. That would have been perfect for Disco. He was a couple times. Right. And I like the stuff he did. But with it, was, it was his stuff. And he was the only other wrestler, fun fact, through the Attitude Era that used the stunner. The Blockbuster or the Chart Topper, wasn't it? The, the Chart Topper. The Chart Topper. Chart Buster. Yeah. All right. Did we all answer the question? I think we all got got our thoughts and opinions on that. Oh, I gave you the correct answer. (laughs) All right. We're going to ask the question again, folks, just in different contexts. Oh, and this one ended up being a YouTube video before. This might be a YouTube video now. Sting. If Sting in the early 90s says, you know what? 
stuff. Hulk Hogan's going to WCW. I see everything starting to change before my eyes. I think I'm going to make a move. Fuck Hulk Hogan. I'm the star. I want to go somewhere else where I can still be the star. Calls Vince up. Says, Vince, I saw your boy left. Mind if I replace one of those spots? My God. Where is Sting? Does Sting ever become Crow? Does Sting Sting still stay surface Sting? Does Sting ever get the push or the rub like Hulk Hogan did in WCW with Eric Bischoff? Vice versa with Vincent Sting. I don't think it's to the same level as Hogan would have. I think he would have come over. And the only reason why I say that is because Sting and Hogan in the early 90s were almost similar characters in terms of the the way they carry their characters out, the way they presented themselves. The -the over-the-top baby face, always smiling, 30,000 people exploding whenever they come out. Correct. What happens? I I think he'd have titles. I love these questions too, folks, by the way. These are my favorite questions. I think it'd be very AJ Styles. The the AJ Styles that we saw come over to WWE in 2016, I believe. I think Uh, we'd see that. He'd come over. He'd be very popular. Probably have his matches with Stone Cold and The Rock after a while. But I... Stone Cold and The Rock were too good in WWF in those days. And I don't know if he fits in as well. And I think people start seeing that Rock Austin matches are better. Maybe not better, but those characters are being pushed harder. So you're saying that he has a short run in WWF at the time? On the top. Yes, I think he'd have a run. I think he'd have his European titles. He'd have the IC titles. He'd have a few I don't think he would have been pushed to the moon and stayed as high as an Austin or a Rock would have. North Gen was staying on topic here. They were here. a little different of the Monday of Night characters. Wars. And if it's if it's surface thing, I don't know if he's real enough or yeah, badass enough are, to keep up with Rock and Austin with the, the characters that they were developing well. into. I don't know. I mean they 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 have match after match and. Uh, like most of the the attitude ever, you got the Rock hanging around with the Nation. You got Austin just raising hell all over the place. Was there a character that interacted with both of them, like during the regular Attitude Era that we know and saw in like our timeline, that could have fit in like a Sting, maybe potentially would have? Who was that next big level star? What Jericho maybe? Or was that too early because he was with uh, WCW for the beginning of it? I don't know if he. Jericho came over in August of, two, of 1999. Yeah, so that's at like more the end of it. So like, was there anybody through the Attitude Era that played a decent enough role with Rock and Austin that you could say a Sting would have plugged in and done better? Or equal, anyway, Triple H. Uh, but he was DX and everything. I, I, I can do it. Oh. <laughs> no. Do it? So... So you want me to go? Because I, I got this booked from about 93 on. Jesus oh, <laughs> so, Christ, there we go. Here's a YouTube video, yes. folks. The, 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 the two minutes of fame right. for Culture Crusader on YouTube. And right. we go.
buckle up because Hogan leaves in 93, which leaves Lex Luger slamming Yokozuna on the SSS and Trapid on July 4th. This was supposed to launch Lex Luger into being the next Hulk Hogan, oh, you know, boy. Yankee Doodle Dandy and the Lex Express. Well, Sting comes over. They're best friends anyways. So now you have Sting helping Luger take down the big, bad Japanese dude, Yokozuna. Probably it takes place. It happens at WrestleMania 10. I think that instead of having them both win the Rumble, I think you have Luger win the Rumble straight up and there's no Bret Hart. I think he is with Owen, and I think you build that even more and more, and it doesn't open the show. It goes on before the end where it's Luger, Yokozuna with Sting in his corner, and I think that's where Sting turns on Luger, or Luger turns on Sting. Luger wins and then turns on Sting because they're trying to share the spotlight. That's what I meant. You turn Luger heel, you do Sting Luger for a little bit, and then you have Sting win. And then now you have Sting Bret Hart you can do. Sting Shawn Michaels in that era. You get Sting Taker maybe. But when you get to the Attitude Era, you have to do something with Sting. Or it's not going to work. You can have it work for a little bit. But he can take on heel Rock when he when Rock first you know starts with the Nation. You could have him do that. That would be a good program for Sting. Now he's getting older. If you don't turn him, there's only a few things you can do with him. And that, and the way I have it out is if he's still surfer staying, it's Mick Foley, big show, and you have him kind of finish up putting Edge and Christian over. Uh, and uh, Edge and Jericho when he comes over. And then you kind of got to phase him out at that point. He doesn't last as long if you don't turn him. But that's how, if he went over and you didn't turn him into WWF, I think that's how you can use him to his fullest potential. We gotta make like a little segment during these fucking topics of Coastal Crusaders two minutes of fantasy booking. And That's a great idea. And we'll have a timer or something off to the side, and we'll <laughs> start fantasy now. book <laughs> and a one year program WrestleMania to WrestleMania between two guys that should have happened but didn't. And then and then we'll have Sunday yeah, do, do the exact same thing <laughs> yeah. and give his yearly fantasy booking <laughs> in under two minutes. <laughs> That's impressive. Thank you. That quick, too. I, I, I love the fantasy book, so. <laughs> Triple I. Uh, that's, that's tough to talk. That's tough to talk. Uh, basically, <laughs> basically, Shawn Michaels' Undertaker just went on, and now, you know, it's Triple H waiting to follow. You know, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, Sorry, I, brother. <laughs> I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to reiterate kind of like what I said earlier. Um, you know, if you put Sting in the Attitude Era, it, I I just feel he'll always he'll always be in the back. He'll always be flirting into the main event. Um, he may not be main event Austin Rock level every single show or every single pay per view, uh, but he'll be flirting in there. You know, Edge at the time was flirting with the main event later on. You know, yeah. You know, full. Um, Triple H in the early years was flirting with the main event early, you know, again, early on. That's what I feel like Sting would have done too if, if his character didn't change. I, I feel what you could have done also is let's say you never have a, let's say you never have a corporation because that was, that was your number one heel faction in the Attitude Era, obviously. Let's say you don't have the corporation, by the way, which I thought was brilliant. I loved it, obviously. I don't know anyone who did it. It was brilliant. Uh, but if you don't have that, maybe Sting can lead a heel faction, uh, not as Beach Blonde Sting, but as, you know, he, you know, Crow Sting, obviously, or something similar to that. Idea. 
he could be he could be he could be the head of a of a of a heel faction. I mean, I don't whatever you want to name it. I don't know whoever wants to join it. Maybe okay, you have the Brood at that point. Maybe instead of forming the Brood, Gangrel, Edge, and Christian join Sting, and you know think of it. You know think of a clever name and they form a Dark Order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, exactly. We'll call it the, the Attitude Errors version of the Dark Order, basically. And then you do you do your thing, and then they could, you know, uh, you know, try running rampant, you know, in WWF at the time, and then flirting, uh, flirting in the main event, actually going above that, and then taking on the Austins of the world, the Rocks of the world, the DXs at the time, the Nations at the well, Nation was heels, forget it, but you get what I'm saying. So yeah. you know, there could have been an attitude version of Dark Order, like you said, um, uh, Masshole, and with Sting leading it. Well, that kind of was already with the Brood and the, well, the ministry. Well, the ministry, corporate, corporate ministry. right? Yeah, exactly. but if you add Sting into that I potential said, equation, that could. I said, take out the. What if Sting was off. the higher power and not Vince McMahon? Oh, no! Oh, 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 wrestling so, just took forever. Wrestling just took a right my hand. Pin, oh, hang yeah. on, I'm having a moment. No, oh, oh where's on. his feather duster? Oh my god! You haven't it. seen it all oh, night. Here we go. Oh, oh, Shasta. Oh, 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 oh. He's a oh, Sting, the higher power. Uh, Holy shit! Because oh. I always that's... thought that was the biggest wasted storyline, having Vince be that like. It was, yeah. And then just having Shane McMahon like two weeks later being like, oh, my dad tried to kill me, but I'm okay. Like, excuse me? This this should have played out for months. Like, and th- then they just cut like, okay, yeah, Vince is a higher power. No, that was bad. That They didn't get somebody they wanted to at that point. Like, that was somebody who was supposed to be that, and then it didn't happen. <laughs> they had to plug Vince in. Oh boy! Sting, that man. would have been some shit if the higher power was Sting. Thinking back, I always yep. like that was kind of my thought was it was somebody from WCW, but yeah. Man, if Imagine. Sting if Sting just went to WWE earlier, WCW would have gone out of business a lot sooner. Oh god, the possibilities are endless with that guy. That guy was one in a million. What if they didn't make DDP stalker? There's another what if. Oh my god. I hated that. I was a big DDP fan. Can you imagine if it was Sting replacing DDP in that role? That's that's Sting and the Undertaker right there. That's just Sting Undertaker if you like there. Like 10 or 15 years earlier, too. Both still almost a little past their prime, but still kind of. But still well enough to go. With Crow Sting, it would have made sense. Oh yeah, it yep. would would have absolutely made sense. You could have actually fucking played that fuck that storyline for like a year. That with, with that how personal program, that that storyline was. That's a program. That's another program where Sting would have had to say he would have had to cut exactly zero promos, and that would have worked fine. Yeah, he wouldn't have had to say a word for six months again. Sometimes I wish he wouldn't say a word for six months, but here we are, though. Ouch. I'm just kidding, Coastal. Sick I still bird. like him. Sick bird. <laughs> and you wonder why you're not in any of the YouTube videos. Oh, that's okay. Don't don't you worry. Uh, no, you're, you're going to make your big reveal this week, but Sugar. I'm going to put you in a bunch of them. <laughs> I'm going to make you, you famous, honey. 
I'm gonna make you famous. I can make my own ass famous with my poems. Don't you don't you worry, baby. Don't you worry. Don't you worry, baby. Give <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dusty Roads. It's American Dream, baby. Dusty Roads. Oh, cold, Hard times. I, I still love you. Okay, I you know since Sunday isn't here, I can't pick on him. So you're next in line. Okay, all right. He he usually picks on me, so we have to hug yeah. it out at the end. Yeah. Okay. Or, or we could do or we could do more than that. <laughs> I don't know if I want to be more than friends with you. I have to talk to my wife first. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. Well, on Riverwalk, when, when we used to do good on Friday nights, um, some of the guys are married, and we still we still you know do some special things after the match. So it's okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's team building. That's different. Mark, yeah, so, Mark yeah. do you have anything to say there? Well, Melissa knows Rio, and, you know, whenever he'd get too far, you know, we just kind of, like, you know, just squirt him with a squirt bottle just to make him, like, <laughs> calm him down. What if you had Sting come in, like like Eyes was saying, and he came in as, like, a leader of a group, and it was, like, him, Big Show, Jericho, and Six. And they were, like, the insurrection or something. Like, they came from W. Like, they were all the guys that came over from Turner. What if Sting was part of the invasion? Oh my God! If you could have had Sting in part of the invasion, it would have worked. You could have had one or two of any of the big name guys that stayed home. That angle. I, th- I think just Sting. I think Booker T, DDP, and Sting would have made that work real well. And then you add in the ECW crew. But just just a few. Like you have to get the good ECW guys. Like you need to have Sandman, but let him be Sandman. Yeah. You would have had to have you know. Um, Sandman, Either. Tommy Dreamer, the Dudley Boys, RVD, and Taz. Sabu. Got to have Sabu and Taz. Yeah. Oh, you got to have Sabu. They should have put the tag belts on Sabu and Taz. Make them a tag team. <sighs> that would have been good. It would have probably prolonged Taz's career just a smidge. Mm-hmm. Um, Imagine them going to tables, ladders, and chairs match with the Dudleys and the Hardys. My God. Huh. Sabu, My God, I don't think would be. Well, I wouldn't say he wouldn't be alive, but I think he he's had some Ooh. permanent injuries. Sabu and Jeff Hardy in a ladder match. That no. sounds like fun. No, oh my no, God. no. I I don't think any Booker in their right mind would book that match. <laughs> okay, but I'll, I'll do you. I'll do you one better. A triple threat in a ladder match. Sabu versus this is all in the prime. Sabu versus Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. Oh, no! I would, um, I would, no one, no, no one wins. They all just lay there for no, a long time. No, I would absolutely replace Darby Allen with Sammy Callahan. Okay. Yep. Or, or Bully Ray. Bully, no, bubble, yeah, bully. bully Ray. Oh my God, Bully Ray. So Sting has couple final unfortunate world title reigns in 1999 and 2000. Before the company went out of business, and then he didn't see Sting for a while because of contract reasons. Uh, he didn't have to work. He uh, got a payday just like all the big ones, and because of that contract, which is why you didn't, I think you didn't see Sting during the invasion. I think that's why you didn't see oh, Goldberg. I, I think that's why you didn't see Goldberg till a couple years later after yep. the invasion. Uh, I mean, and and we're talking about the Monday Night Wars now, folks. But with Sting, 
we all know what type of career he had towards the beginning of his career, his early years in NWA and WCW. But the possibilities with this fucking guy, and we just spouted out off topic during this show, so many different scenarios where Sting would have absolutely fucking pit, uh, fit, 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 I said pit, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's been so many s- scenarios and storylines where Sting could have fit that would have just kept his career on the up and up and stay on the up and up and probably would have retired. I'm going to go out of the box here and say possibly tying a Ric Flair. I mean, with the type of career that he already had up to that point, to the Monday Night Wars, and then you add everything that he did after the Monday Night Wars, taking the the long break and going to TNA and going to WC, uh, WWE, and now in AEW more as a, I guess, talent slash like uh, coach, I guess you could say. Mentor. Mentor. Like there you go. The scenes. Yep. Think of this: you could have had instead of JBL, you could have had Sting drop the title to Cena. Uh, you just you just you're time. just adding fuel to the fire, Coastal. <laughs> I mean, God, Sting, what is wrong with you, man? You had it, you had it. The opportunity was there, and I know you're loyal, and I wish you weren't loyal for that one period of wrestling. And I respect the loyalty. Don't get me wrong. It, I, I respect those who believe in what they believe in. And Sting Jeez. believed that WCW was his home. He was loyal. He was going to stick it out there. The company that gave him the opportunity, just like with Taker, with WWE, gave him the opportunity. He wasn't going to leave because of the loyalty. Sting is the same way. Oh, man, I just wish Sting was not that loyal at that point <laughs> but i respect him for it don't get me wrong which is why he is the way that he is which is which is why so, he's compared so much like a taker which is why that dream match between him and taker would have been special trade tr- trade Shawn michaels for sting and the wrestling landscape is different you put Shawn michaels in wcw oh. and you put sting in wwf Shawn michaels I don't really think has a career past 1999 at that point. I don't either because I think he literally might die if he was over with his buddies in WCW in that lawless nation where they got to make all the rules. I don't know about die. I think die is a little strong in that situation. I definitely think that he would have been unstable very much. I don't think that. I think that he. If if that happened, I still think he would have still been in touch with a couple people on the other side that probably could have helped him out. Yeah, but I think I think Hogan buries him in WCW. Oh, I think Hogan buries fucking more than half the people if it wasn't for Sting. Just like he did in two thousand and five yeah. at SummerSlam. And this is that's, another thing. That's what made me think about that last week when we were talking about The Rock going over there? I don't. I don't think that lasts. I, and I, I don't... and here's, here's another one that just popped up, and it'll be one of the last ones before we end up signing off and, you know, making this an early night. Say Sting does leave early. Is, is, is Hogan the world champion for the next fucking three years? Like, is Hogan just going to just run the show and he will 
bury everybody and just he'll run the show. No, because I think you still have Goldberg. Yeah, but yeah, but I think Goldberg hurt Sting. You think so? And DDP was a star. Yeah. Into a star as well. I, I think Goldberg hurt both Sting and DDP because I think you could have had Sting get a really good long title push after Hogan. You know, after that Starcade, I think you could work Sting TDP for a while. Instead, you, you get a botched finish, and then you get Sting doing something else at that point, going against Scott Hall at one point because he won World War Three or something like that. And you don't really get ever get back to Sting Hogan, but then all of a sudden Goldberg takes off, and by August Goldberg's your champion. Oh, I don't know. That's tough. Um. I mean, I guess. I mean, I knew that DDP was on the rise, and we can't really discount DDP in this situation either because he ended up playing a big role not only in WCW but with Sting and with Goldberg, especially Goldberg. I mean, if you guys caught the the network special on Goldberg, you'll see how big of an influence DDP actually had on the guy. Mm -hmm. So I think if you don't have DDP, you don't have Goldberg. Or at least Goldberg... That quick, I think. I think you have Goldberg not making his debut until like 2000, before WCW goes under. Instead of him getting on the hot track and performing right away and becoming. Like you think the, Goldberg's like the last ditch effort to try to <sighs> get some ratings back? Is all else is failing? I think Goldberg's a completely different wrestler if he's brought in somewhere other than WCW. I think the Goldberg we get right now, the guy I really, I, I and, really have a hard time even comparing Goldberg as a wrestler, and that's just my opinion. Like he's an attraction. He's the definition no, and, of an which attraction. Is, and that was where I was going, even back in the WCW days. Look, I'm not saying that he wasn't athletic. I'm not saying that he couldn't actually wrestle. It's just what he did during the time. And if Sunday was here, he'd scrutinize me over over this comment. But you know what? I'm going to take advantage of it right now. Um, <laughs> There's the Goldberg. Well, no, he was one of the first real attractions because of where he came from. Just like with Brock. To a, I mean, but I should say the great. second time of Brock. I should say the second yeah. coming of Brock because of his UFC days and then coming back to WWE. Because the first Brock was, you know, coming back, coming out of college. Uh, wrestling Brock and Brock could actually wrestle. The first Goldberg, Brock Lesnar was great. Yeah, d- yes. during the old ruthless aggression, the first Brock Lesnar was amazing. You watch Goldberg, his matches with Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle, and they are excellent. Mm-hmm. Goldberg was a professional football player, and I'm not knocking football players because The Rock used to be a football player and stuff like that. But Goldberg didn't have a lot of time in the ring. Before he made his debut, he basically went out there and fucking did the spear, did the jackhammer. He could move. He was agile and he knew a couple moves. But you didn't see a lot of actual technical wrestling from Goldberg. And when you did, you got the William Regal match. Don't yeah. watch that. Don't nope. watch that match. Nope. There's, uh, he, he, he almost didn't really know the ins and outs. The thing was what fit with Goldberg and why he became a phenomenon is Bud Bellflower said it best last week. WCW is based in Georgia and Atlanta. Guy was from Atlanta, played yep. for Georgia. 
he came to WCW. There's a reason they had him win it in the the Georgia Dome. Yeah, he played for the Falcons. Like, he screamed Georgia, and that's what WCW was. Ted Turner loved it. Oh, local boy, let's shoot him to the moon. He looked the part, as and Bruce Pritchard has a great thing. He looked the part, but eventually he had to get in the ring. Yeah. So I want to say one thing you guys uh, mentioned earlier, and I just thought of it now. You know, what would happen if, you know, know, if one of you guys had said, you know, Shawn Michaels had went to WCW or or The Rock went to WCW, what would happen to the career? I got two words for you. Bret Hart. Look what happened to him. The biggest star in WWF at the time, uh, uh, bigger than The Undertaker at the time, bigger than Shawn Michaels at the time. Bret Hart was the biggest star in WWF, and he went over in his prime, the peak of his career, in his prime, Went over to WCW and nothing. It's essentially nothing. Couple things that worked against him. Number one was he was one of the first victims of Vince's 90-day non-compete clause. He couldn't wrestle for WCW for 90 days after he left. Right. He was coming off the screw job, so he was hot at that point in the business. And I said it before, and I'll say it again. They never should have come out the Monday night after the screw job, the NWO and Bischoff with the little Canadian flags and teased it that much. That should have been saved for a surprise thing at Starcade. Yep. And number and number two, they had no real direction with him. Uh, number three, nothing that mattered. His theme music absolutely was atrocious there. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And number four, uh, because he had no direction and he had no structure there, really, the crowd couldn't get really behind him. I mean, they knew who he was. They loved him. But it's just, it's just, there was no continuity, essentially, when it came down to it. And it, it ruined him there. He had the exact opposite effect Goldberg did. Goldberg was embraced because those were his people. He was from the South. South didn't embrace Bret Hart because he was from Canada and he was also from the Northeast in WWF. Uh, well, it, it, on top of that, I mean, Goldberg was like the very first attraction. Like, yeah. the actual attraction. Ooh, hot um, take. Goldberg is the Nia Jax of men's wrestling. Oh, uh, I wouldn't go too far. No. <laughs> I wouldn't no, go is, too, is far. too far. Is that too far? That's a little too far. Okay. Okay. I, I wouldn't make that assignment. I can't fucking talk to the head. Wait, wait a minute. Is it, get is the ball so sack compared? out of your mouth. Shut the fuck up, Triple I. Is it more so comparing Goldberg to Nia Wait, say that again. Is the problem comparing Goldberg to Nia Jax or comparing Nia Jax that she might be Goldberg? Comparing Nia Jax. Put, even putting Nia Jax as somebody with the superstar level of, of okay, Goldberg okay. in the same sentence. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Fantastic. Okay. Before we continue, Johnny, say it with me. Assumption. That's how you pronounce it. Assumption. Assumption. Oh, Assumption. Phonics again. We're doing it again. All right. Repeat after me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Got it. Triple I, I have a gimmick for you. Shut you need the to do inspirational up. TED Talks. That can be your little gimmick. Like the Miz, <laughs> the Miz, the, the Miz has Miz TV and Piper's Pit. You have Triple I's inspirational talks. Of course, absolutely. I'll have a, I'll have a guest every time, you know, and, then, and, if you, and if I truly inspire you, you'll get autographed merch from me as well. You want to talk about a new show on the Johnny Death Drop Twitch channel? I mean, there you there we go. go. Right there. 
you can preach moments of inspiration with triple i <laughs> moments of inspiration there you go <laughs> chalk it up baby <laughs> every friday night here on twitch yeah. <laughs> well we can't i don't use the word moments because alexa bliss has moments of bliss so i would have to think of something else incidents of inspiration with triple i incidents of inspiration Ooh. okay I could deal. I could. I could. I could I work with that. <laughs> we'll work on it. I'll think of this. Yeah. <laughs> or inspirational incidents, something like that. You know. It will be a one-hour show starring the one and only Triple I, the Indian ins- Infinite, Infinite Indian Inspiration. Oh, oh my God! We need to start out with Triple I. We need to start out with twenty-minute shows. They're not ready for an hour of eyes, are they, Mark? Uh, no, they can't do. See, case in point. You want this for an hour on your channel? Yes. 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 (laughs) My God. Oh fuck. You, you, your mouth is full of something tonight, huh? Yeah. Oh my God. If you only dealt with what I dealt with this past (laughs) week, Triple I, you would completely understand. You would probably be sleeping right now. I'm going to in a few minutes. I'm going to, and I deal with my fair share of, of, of morons, not just the Brussels yeah. sprouts, but real life morons during the week as well. You know, <laughs> so trust me, I have my fair share of dumbasses I have to deal with too. So oh, I get you, I get it. He's he's like a live blooper reel. <laughs> You're a blooper reel right now because you can't. Not me, you fucking. Oh, this shit spiraling out of control. We, we, we need to make this. eyes and Billy Bloom the new Bollywood boys. <laughs> God. Hey. All right. Well, let's wrap up the topic. I know we kind of went off topic again, like we typically do, but we did talk a lot about the main Squirrel. topic. So that wasn't my fault. If you knew how to talk, you wouldn't. Shut the fuck up, Triple I, before I fucking mute your fucking ass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, to finish off the night. Your final thoughts on Sting. We'll start with Triple I, you fuckface. So I'm still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. Oh, well, we're getting to uh, that point, folks. My final thoughts on, on Sting. Uh, just like The Undertaker, respect. A, a lot of respect. Uh, I respect what he's done for the business. I respect what he's accomplished in his career. I love how he's evolved. Uh, you know, and he just didn't stay with one promotion, you know, WCW, TNA, WWE for a few years. Oh, now AEW. He's helping out the younger, uh, the, the younger talent. I, he's never, he's never been a basket case really, as far as behind the scenes that I know of. Uh, he's never really gotten into any off, uh, well, until he wants his match with Taker, then he gets pissed off. But other than that, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I mean, I want that as well, but he's never really had. You know, some, some, uh, what do you call it? Some uh, out of the ring incidents, you know, you know, you know, like real life stuff as well. Um, this guy, he's, he's done it all, you know? And yeah, I mean, is he bigger than Austin or, or Rock or, or Undertaker? No, but he's still an icon in, in his own right. And, uh, we, we need to recognize that. And I do fully. And, you know, I've always been a huge fan of Sting. And still, I'm to this day. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mark for him. You know, what, why can't you be? Um, I, yes, I wish I had the Sting Undertaker match, but other than that, really, I mean, uh, I'd say like a, a nine and a half out of ten for his career, unreal. 
Marky pins. Yeah, dude, just real quick sum. You have to have so much respect for a guy that took so much of the company on his back for so long is synonymous with the company the same way Taker was with WWF. Sting was very much with WCW. The adaptability and the way he evolved through the years kept keeping himself relevant. Crow Sting, I could, and it'd be, it's hard to... It's one of the best character gimmick changes or just not even changes. It's one of the best characters. It's almost a generation-defining character with how much it changed the individual going forward. We talk about Jericho and adapting and stuff. He's still been the basic guy. It's just different emotions behind Sting changed literally 180 himself. Imagine it was just like when Hogan went heel. It's just like if Cena went heel that fast. Not necessarily that Sting went heel. It's just such the gimmick change. And to make it relevant for years, uh, just so much respect to a talent. First ballot Hall of Famer. Um, very sad to see his later years get cut short the way they did, but hit what he's doing in AEW now, mentoring. I hope we see one last match, one you know retirement match, just to see it one last time against the right person, but only against the right person. But yeah, much respect. One of the best athletes of all time. Coastal. Sting is what you like about wrestling. Uh, Sting defined so far my whole wrestling fandom. Sting has been in every part of me watching wrestling from when I was a little kid and he was surfer Sting. Uh, on 605 on TBS when I used to watch him with Ron Simmons and Vader to him when he was a horseman at one point. We didn't talk about that. Um, yeah, Sting is just, he, you talk about people in certain professions, um, Larry Bird in basketball or Michael Jordan, um, you know, in baseball, Nolan Ryan and those guys, Sting's a stalwart. Sting is what everyone should want to be in the wrestling business. He evolves, he can lead a company, he can play that minor main event role, he can be an upper mid-carter, he can carry a tag team, he does what you need him to do. He's good for the business, he's still good for the business, and he doesn't have a lot of enemies, and that will tell you something about a guy who's been in the business this long. Not many people have bad things to say about Sting, and I just... I think we are very lucky to get to experience Sting as a wrestling fan the way we got to. Um, Sting is on the Mount Rushmore of my wrestling. And that's what I think about Sting. Hell of an athlete. Hell of a character. One of the most loyal people in the history of the wrestling business. Arguably one of the greats. I would say he would be on my Mount Rushmore as well with how I judge wrestlers. Um, Yeah, I mean, the guy has done it all and has done it all in so many different ways. But goddamn, think of the possibilities here, Sting. Man, I can't, I can't really say that. He's done so much for the wrestling business, and you got to tip your hat off to the guy. <clears throat> um, I hope he does well in AEW. I hope he continues to do what he's doing. The whole Darby Allen thing is making me get a hard on. Don't um, let it get silly. It's, don't it's so don't good. let it get silly. Right, right. Keep it real. 
keep it serious. Don't let it get dumb and AEW storylines have been all over the place, but when it comes to pairing up wrestlers with old timers, they're doing a fantastic job with mix and matching all these guys that is and all true. these old timers and getting these young guys the rub that some of them deserve. Some of them still probably have to work a little bit, but they get a good little uh, boost in their rubs. So I got some rubs for you. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Oh, my God. I'm already tired. You knew that. it was coming. You, you... <sighs> All right, folks. We are cutting the show short today because we got a big one next week. Triple I, don't forget we're going to have Mercury Yaden on next week, so you're going to have to prep for some more solar system talk. <laughs> Are you going to come on a game with us, Eyes? I'm sorry? No, Are you going to come not. on a game with us? No, I don't game. Uh, you know what we should do? We should play like You Don't Know don't, Jack or something. I just don't even have time. I barely have time. I, I, I told Johnny D squared a few, uh, a few weeks ago, but I am... Saying I'm I'm swamped with work and the word swamped is an understatement right now with both jobs. So unfortunately, you can't. You pay those bills there, there, sugar. You pay. Well, it may, yeah. It's well. It's just you know. It's hey, the money's there. You know. I mean, so I gotta go make it. You know. Oh boy, we'll here get comes it. the money. Here we go. Depending on what y'all playing, so Mike's detail I might jump in as well. Um. Mm-hmm. We yeah. can do the Friday the 13th game. I'll talk to you about that offline. That'd be fun. Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that game. Um, the yeah. old Nintendo game? Sure. No, it's different. No, it's different. We'll, we'll, talk. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this we're going to cut the show short. We got, we got a lot going on next week, and so we want to save up our energy for next week's show because, I mean, we should have Sunday back on hopefully as long as everything is you know okay with him and we are also going to have the ceo of rocky mountain pro with us that day as well mercury yaden so that'll be a treat for all you guys um don't forget everybody who's watching and listening next week is the charity stream starting at noontime going all the way until midnight we're ending this charity stream with the dudes and belts wrestling jackass and we are recording it for your listening pleasure for all of us here on the dudes and belts wrestling jackass i know we're kind of butchering this outro but as you can tell by by the voices and me not being able to talk we're all extremely tired for myself the host johnny death drop on the left, Coastal Crusader. Have a good night, everyone. On the top right, Marky Pins. Good fight. Good On night. the bottom right, the infinite Indian inspiration, Triple I. Yeah, don't have a good night, and it's all on you. <laughs> Dick it. Just remember. And for the Sunday night savior. Oh, wait, no, he's not here. All right, guys. We are out. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Get ready for next week. Next week's going to be a fucking doozy, let me tell you. And again, for all you guys who are listening, if you want to come donate during the week, the Tiltify will be up on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Johnny Deathdrop. We're going to be starting at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. And again, we're going to be ending at midnight Eastern Standard Time. <clears throat> so, ooh, hold up. Oh, hold Mikey up. just gifted whoa, a whole whoa. bunch of subs. Hold Thanks, up. buddy. 
Hold up. Mikey detailing gifting five tier one subs. And Yaden. Mercury Yaden just subscribed. Oh, is that? No, okay. So that was, that a, was just Mikey's. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, Fairy. Yaden. Thanks, Mikey. Tie Dye Gamer. Wicked Pisser. Car in the Yardbark. And C Zilla. Congratulations. You just got a free tier one sub courtesy of Mike's Detailing. Let's get some pogs in the champ. Spam those emotes. Thank you, Good Mikey. Shit, Greatly appreciate you. It's been a while. Been a while. Oh, look. Mike's Detailing is number two on the all time gifting list. Fantastic. <laughs> Talk the shit out of me. Appreciate you, Mikey. Well, after that, for all of us here on the Johnny Death Drop channel and the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chatcast, we wish you good night, farewell, and as always, folks, stay safe, stay classy, because I can't fucking talk. And I'll see you on the next one. Be safe, folks. Let's get through this week. And let's start living our lives as Americans again, shall we? Or Indians. Or Indians. Whatever. We'll see you on the next one, folks. Indian Americans. Take care. Good night. Uh,